what is up guys combat addict here how's everybody doing you guys are all doing well in the world i hope you're all doing well i'm doing well i saw the fight night with lewis and olenek which was pretty fucking sweet i'm not gonna lie uh, i enjoyed so many fights on that card actually let's take a look at what we saw i didn't see all of them because there was just like an insane amount of fights but uh yusuf zalal we'll start from the bottom and go up yusuf zalal man i've been watching this kid for a couple months now and i i really think he is a big part of the ufc's future uh he's really young i think he's like 23 or something like that and uh his striking pedigree is just insane um he literally landed a spinning back kick uh, like 10, 15 seconds into the round on his opponent's jaw, and uh, which was uh, Peter Barrett. This is a guy who's like got 10 years on him and dropped him dead in his tracks. So, uh, he hit the ground, Peter hit the ground, and Zalal ran in for the kill. And uh, in, the, in the interview after the fact, man, he thought the guy was out. Go watch his post fight interview, it's actually really funny. You get an idea of Yusuf Zalal's energy. Um, really energetic guy i wonder if i could just find i wonder if i could find yusuf Zalal. uh he, he's got like that kind of energy he's got that kind of energy where you just you can't help but like him no it's uh no it's not here but that's okay i mean anyways man just go look at that yusuf is a good guy uh keep an eye on him for sure and then Justin Janes, who actually, I think he fought for the first time in the UFC like a week, maybe two weeks ago, knocked out his opponent, huge underdog, won, fought Gavin Tucker from Canada, big deal for me, the dude's from Halifax, Nova Scotia, that means something to me because I am Canadian. Uh, and Gavin Tucker, uh, excellent performance, I mean, really, really well-rounded mixed martial artist, black belt in jiu-jitsu, submitted Justin Janes in the third round uh which that is exactly how he won his last fight so we'll see if that's a trend that continues justin james just couldn't knock him out i mean justin james got heavy hands put gavin down a couple times but he just couldn't finish the job on that note justin james fight name is the guitar hero it's justin the guitar hero james Am I missing something there? Like, why the why why is that? Why the fuck is that his? Uh, why is that his fight name? Is there a guitar player who also played guitar? That that sorry, not also played guitar, but who is also named Justin James? I just don't get it. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't fucking understand it. It makes no sense to me. Um. But then this is so this is something I want to talk about, not just about like the fights, but th then we had Kevin Holland and Joaquin Buckley. First off, Kevin Holland, great performance. The guy looked absolutely phenomenal. Um, really crisp and clean. Everything was aim and fire. There was nothing about his performance that was rushed or haphazard or panicked. The guy just put in work. He just did his job. Uh, and he also talked smack while doing it, which is always fun. When somebody talks, talks smack, but not in a, a cocky way, 
in just sort of a confident, playful way. I love it, man. It makes me want to actually get into the cage with them <laughs> and fight them just so that I can uh, be a part of that playful energy. So that was really cool. But his opponent, Joaquin Buckley, I don't know what this guy is on. I am so serious. It, it, I'm confused. I am so confused, man. Um, this guy is in MMA, but he's fighting like a boxer. It's almost like he's in the wrong sport. Because out of the gate, and I'm talking for the entire fight, man. Um, he's swinging haymakers, not even trying to aim at his opponent. And I'm going to see if I can find a picture of this guy so I can actually show you uh, this juggernaut of a human being. I mean, he looks like a knockout artist. But god damn. I mean, it, it, it really is impressive when... You you live up to the to the hype of your name. Like look at this look at this guy, look at this man's pectoral muscles, man. You can smush nuts and grapes between those pectoral muscles. Look at this guy. I need to find a better picture of him. Unfortunately, I don't think I can find a better picture. I mean, that's the same one. He's just massive. He's just a massive human being. But the way that he decides to fight is, uh, it's like he's trying to be Mike Tyson if Mike Tyson didn't use any technique. He just runs in throwing hooks to the body. He doesn't even like throw hooks to the body and then come up over top and hit hooks uh, to the head. He just throws at the body, which is so weird. Like, I don't, you can tell that he's just spraying and praying. He's just hoping that something lands. And when I saw this, I was like, man, what the fuck are you doing? First off, you're not going to win the fight like that. Second, you're going to gas out. He didn't actually gas out, which is impressive. Because somebody with that many muscles moving that fast and hard is going to gas out in round two, usually. He didn't, though. Um, Not only that, man, he just looked, it just looked silly. Like, Kevin Holland just played with him. And uh, I called it, man. I was like, Kevin Holland is just going to wait for this guy. To, to slip up he's just gonna wait for an opening and then he's gonna put him down and that is exactly what kevin holland did i think three times in the fight he put him on the canvas with his fists three times punched him and he drops and then the last time he dropped him that was it the fight was over it was a knockout it was a knockout tko or whatever you want to call it now <sighs> Watching this fight, it just made me think, like, that is the true difference between somebody who thinks that they want to fight and somebody who is a mixed martial artist. Somebody who just thinks they want to fight is going to get into the cage like, I'm going to knock somebody out, I'm going to throw these hands, and they're going to feel the wrath of God. Like, that's the way that they think. They're not actually in there trying to throw a hook properly. They're not pivoting their feet or turning their hips. They're just trying to knock somebody out so they can watch it on playback in a highlight reel and feel like a badass. That's what I feel like Joaquin Buckley was doing. He, he's not an MMA fighter. 
He threw one kick, I think. And it was only because his opponent's head was like low, low to the ground. People like that, I think, should just focus on boxing. If you're going to fight like that, you're not going to use elbows, knees, feet, takedowns, clinching. You're not going to use any of that. You're just going to throw hooks to the body and every once in a while throw one up top without looking. First off, you're going to get eaten alive. Somebody's going to kill you. Like, somebody is going to snipe you. Take the life right out of your body. Which is exactly what Kevin Holland did. He knocked this guy out in the third round. You just need to aim and fire and use technique. And you can take someone like this out. If you know what you're doing, you know how to defend yourself. You know how to avoid these punches that, I mean, which ain't even hard to avoid because he's not even looking where he's throwing them. That's the first thing. But secondly, like, man, like, if all you want to do is bang with your fists, why choose MMA? The reason I love MMA is because it's so complex and there are so many different ways to win and so many different ways to just fuck somebody up. I love that. That's, that's like my favorite thing about it. If I was to get into a cage fight, an MMA fight, I would want to be able to do A, B, C, D, as many things as humanly possible. I wouldn't want to just win because I knock you out. I'd want to own you on the ground. I'd want to own you on the feet. I'd want to own you up against the cage everywhere. That's the most satisfying. For me, that's the most satisfying uh, way that MMA could be, personally, right? I would like to be an artist, right? And I imagine that people who are doing this for a living also want to be artists, right? But this guy doesn't want that. And people like this who just go in there trying to throw their hands, they don't want that. They just want to brawl. And it's just like, why are you going to neglect all of the like all of the parts of this game? Why not just go to another game? If you put that guy in boxing, like I'm sure he'd do well. I mean, even if he doesn't become a world champion, the chances of him becoming a world champion boxer have got to be higher than the chances of him becoming a world champion MMA fighter. I'm telling you. Because there are literally killers just waiting in the wings for some doughy-eyed kid like this to get into the cage with them so that they can fucking annihilate them. There are so many holes in the guy's strategy. And mind you, Kevin Holland wasn't even, like, pressed. He wasn't even trying very hard with this guy. And Kevin Holland isn't even, like, the top 15. I don't, like, right? So, so imagine what happens when you get in there with somebody who understands distance, distance management, leg kicks, body kicks, jujitsu, wrestling, all of these things. Man, he's going to get eaten alive. He's using two of eight tools. You get him in there with somebody who knows how to use all eight and it's over. It's over, man. The thing about MMA is you can get you can get by for a while on brute force, brute strength and and uh and decent hands. But eventually it's going to catch up with you, man. Because you're going to get to this level where people really want this. 
not just to win, but to win a certain way. Like they want to win where they question mark, kick you in the face, and they look like a swan. That's that's the level that you're that you're gonna get to at some point, and pretty soon, because the, I, I I believe that the competition is getting stiffer. So if you're in there just throwing hands like a gorilla man, like someone is going to break your body in half. I'm telling you, I cannot believe that Joaquin Buckley is really out here with a record of 10 and 3 fighting in the UFC like that. Not pacing himself, not looking where he's throwing punches, not throwing kicks, not checking kicks, not doing anything other than just throwing hooks to the body as hard as he can. I mean, it's insane. It's insane. And it makes me want to knock him out. When people do that, I want to knock them out because I feel like they don't respect the sport. If you don't respect the sport, I automatically feel like I want to just almost help you and humble you at the same time by fucking you up. Like, I just feel like someone has to just put you down. Like, I wanted Kevin Holland to finish him. I knew it was a possibility that would happen, but I wanted it to happen. I was like, this guy needs to understand <laughs> that this is not a game, man. You're getting in there with killers, bro. This is, if you're not going to take this seriously, you need to pack all your shit up and you need to get the fuck out because these guys are not kidding at all. Man, these people don't even experience like life the same way. You're talking about people who are walking around with so much power in their limbs that they can feel it. Do you know how powerful you must feel walking around knowing that at any moment you could just kick somebody's head right off of their shoulders? They're different animals, man. You don't fuck with these people like that. Don't come in here with that with that counterfeit Mike Tyson shit, bro. You will get slapped. I'm telling you. Factually. And he did get slapped. So. So that's that. Anyways, man. I just had to get that off my chest. Because it bothered me. I was so bothered. Not like just because, you know, I feel like he doesn't respect the game. But I'm also worried about the guy. I'm like, who let him in here? Who was like, oh, yeah, no, you know what? Let him fight. I mean, good God. What, what kind of people do you have in your corner that they're allowing you to get into the cage like that? You don't pace yourself. You don't aim. You just go wild. Did you do any training? What's your point of training? Honestly, the way he fights, it's almost like he hasn't had any actual coaching with regard to technique. It's almost like he just did strength and conditioning and then he they, they put him in a cage. If that's not what happened, they might as well just do that. Don't waste any time on technique. If this is how you want him to fight, just do strength and conditioning. Don't do anything else. Just let him get in there and 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 do that. Do sprints and, and weightlifting every day if you're gonna fight like that. It's 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 stupid, man. I can't even believe that they let him do that. I don't blame him either. I think that Joaquin he doesn't even know what he's doing. He doesn't even know, man. If he really understood MMA, if he understood the sport. And what he was what he was getting himself into, he wouldn't have gone in there and done that. He doesn't get it. I hope he gets it, but I don't think I don't think he's going to, man. Um, uh, 
I don't think he's going to. But, uh, you know. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. He's just got to learn, learn the hard way, I guess. Anyways, man. Back to the fights. They were pretty. They were pretty cool. Uh, I haven't even seen all these, man. Benio Darius. I'm gonna make a fight profile about this guy. I have been watching this guy for a while now, and I'm so serious. I am so serious. Every time I watch him fight, I'm impressed. Every single time. I've never watched him fight and been like, and that's why I remember who he is. Because he's just different, man. He just finds ways to win. And he himself says that he doesn't even know like how he does it half the time. Sometimes he just does things and they work. That is a gift, man. He has something. I'm talking like this guy. He's a, I think he's a jiu-jitsu world champion. He could literally, he could literally be the champion of the, light, of the lightweight division in like a year and a half. I'm so serious. He's really good. He's 19-4-1, and, and he's got knockouts, and he's a jiu-jitsu guy. I mean, it's crazy. And his knockout was a spinning forearm. It's, it's incredible. I mean, it's just, it's fucking incredible, this guy. I'm going to make a fight profile about him. I like him. Um, Chris Weidman versus Omari Akhmedov. Chris Weidman tried to go up to light heavyweight and was knocked out by Dominic the Devastator Reyes. I, I don't remember. Um, but that was a rude awakening for him. And I guess he concluded that he needed to go back down to his original weight class at 185. Honestly, what I think he needs to do is retire because I think that Chris is having trouble cutting weight and it's affecting his performance. Chris was tired within the second round, if I remember correctly, and he's not even fighting like, you know, championship tier competition. He's just fighting someone who's on the come up sort of a contender, right? He wins by decision, and he doesn't even win every single round. I really think that Chris Weidman needs to retire. Because my whole thing is, it's like, okay, look, Chris, like, you, you've done it. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you became a champion. You literally beat Anderson Silva twice. I mean, even though once, you know, his leg broke or whatever. But please, for the love of God, Chris, like, can't you see that you've been knocked out once already you're not really competing with these guys the way that you used to be you need to take you need to understand that look man somebody is gonna fuck you up like like and this thing cte is not a joke it's real it's 100 real people die from it it's called chron chron chronic traumatic encephal encephal Oh my God, I can't even say that word. Encephalophy? Oh my God, hold on. We have to say this word. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Wow. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. 
That's what it is. Okay? It's real. You can look it up. They know what it is. But you can't know if you have it until you die, bro. That's how you know if you have CTE. You die. So, can you please, for the love of God, recognize that you've already been knocked out by someone who weighed 200 plus pounds. If you keep going like this and you try to fight Darren Till or Israel Adesanya... You know what I'm saying? Or or God forbid you try to fight uh, a Yoel Romero again. You're going to lose consciousness. And you're going to like wake up different, man. It's not going to be the same. You need to stop for your own good. I mean, and I hate seeing fighters who were great go back into that cage. Like almost like half of what they used to be. It's just like, oh my God, man. I understand that it's your identity. It's who you are. It's been your entire life, but you got to find a new identity, bro. You got to, because it's not working anymore, bro. It's not working anymore. He looked like an old man in there. Like, you know how, you know how, like, like Glover Teixeira or, or, or even Olenek, look kind of when they fight like they're just a little bit slower like they're just not quite up to speed that's kind of how he looked to me and i don't know if i'm just counting them out early i don't know if i'm not giving him the credit that he deserves in the sense that i mean he fought omari ekmedov who i don't even know what this guy's ranking is uh who's a decent fighter what is this guy's what, what is this guy's record I need to go to the, uh, I need to go to the, uh, the rankings. I wish you could just have the rankings posted on a wall somewhere so you could just always see them. Omari Ekmedov, he's like ranked number 11th. He's the 11th guy. I mean, I guess you could probably fight Uriah Hall and you beat Kelvin Gastelum. Maybe you beat him again. But there's really no guarantee. And after that, man, you're fighting killers. You're fighting Derek Brunson, Darren Till, Yoel Romero, Jack Hermanson, Jared Cannonier, Paul. I mean, Jesus Christ. Are you really going to keep going with these guys? Like, no. No, man. These guys are murderers from seven up. And the only reason that... that, that uh... No, man, I'm telling you. Unless he's planning to fight these guys who are who are uh, who are under him, he needs to chill. Because and actually no, because he's not even ranked right now. He should be, but he's not. That is crazy. He's still not even ranked, so he's still got to fight somebody in the fifteen. Look, man, I don't. You'll never see this, but my advice to you is, uh, you you retire, man. Take your W's and get the hell out, man. Go do something else. Go do something else. Like start a business or, or, or find a way to invest your funds, raise a kid, start a new hobby. I don't know. Do anything else. But don't, do not continue with this fighting, man, because it's really not a game. Like, I understand that you probably have been ready to die 
since you started fighting because I imagine anybody who's going to get into a cage and throw hands and shins and elbows has made peace with their god and is ready to see the afterlife. But accept uh, that you made it out alive, please. And just... Just... Uh, just continue to make it out alive, bro. I'm telling you. Uh, so something that's actually pretty funny, I think, and this is like a whole topic in, in itself that I kind of want to talk about. Um, we got Alexander Volkanovsky sunning Henry Cejudo. This has been a common theme as of late fighters just putting their uh, opponent's faces on babies that they're carrying. Come on, son. Let me tell you a story. Hashtag be inspired at Henry Cejudo. This was tweeted by Alexander Volkanovsky, right? Henry Cejudo responds, I'd rather get a gift since you got one with your fight against Holloway. I've seen better decisions on a 90-day fiancé at Dana White. First off, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, he's referring to the uh, victory that he got over Max Holloway a couple of weeks ago in which everybody thought he lost the fight. The judges gave him the decision, but me included, I thought he lost that fight. So Henry Cejudo is taking shots at this guy. Basically saying like, man, what are you talking about? Shut up. Like You, did, you aren't even the real champion. You didn't even make it. Um, now first off, surprisingly... This wasn't cringe. Henry Cejudo is usually very cringe. But on this occasion, he declined the cringe. And that is just great. When, when Henry Cejudo declines the cringe, I feel better about life. Um, when, he, when he engages the cringe, I get why he's doing it. Because he needs the publicity and he can't engage the the conor mcgregor suave so he needs to engage the cejudo cringe but oh god it's so fucking awful man i i every time he's like i just i i mean actually that's not even the worst thing it's more like those little instagram videos that he does on youtube where he's like eating ferrero rocher wrappers because they're made of gold it's just like oh my god henry stop please Anyways, man, um, point taken that this is, this is fun. Like these guys are chirping each other. It's fun. It's entertaining. I enjoy it, but also it's clear to me that Henry Cejudo is not retired. I don't know whether anybody else is confused about this, but Henry Cejudo is not retired at all. Um, man. He's he's saying that he's retired because he's imagining that it's going to give him some sort of leverage with the UFC, I suppose. And I think that he's trying to use the fans as the tool to gain that leverage. Like, well, if enough fans call for this fight, perhaps I can go into negotiations with more bargaining power. Now... I saw somebody comment that this is actually not a good strategy because um, 
he was a champion before, but now he's not. So effectively, what is his what is his claim to fame other than, oh, I was a champion and I did fight for you, but I'm retired. Dana White has already said, with respect to Conor McGregor, that he doesn't chase people. So I don't really know what Henry Cejudo is is going to really have to bring here. Like, let me, let me tell you something. I love to see Henry Cejudo fight. I mean, he's one of my favorite fighters. A Henry Cejudo fight is always a good fight. They're literally like, it's almost like there aren't any bad Henry Cejudo fights. Can anybody name a Henry Cejudo fight that wasn't good? No. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, I mean, I want to see the guy fight, but I also, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, a bargaining chip or a bargaining tool in that I'm not going to fucking, you know, message Dana White, like, you need to give Henry Cejudo a fight against Peter Young. No, like, I'm not going to do that, man. I'm not going to do that. First off, because Dana White doesn't even answer my DMs. I don't know why. I've sent him chocolates many times, and he still hasn't responded, but... Uh, secondly, just because, uh, man, I don't have time for that. And there are already so many good fights. There's so many good fights in, uh, in, in, in 135, which is where I imagine Henry is going to be staying. That it just doesn't even really make any sense, um, to, to chase after Henry. There's no need. You, you can just build other stars. Like, let I me, mean, let's, so we got... We have Marlon Marais, Aljamain Sterling, Cody Garbrandt, Cody Sandhagen, all in the top four. That doesn't even mention Peter Young. Doesn't even mention it. Peter Young still, like, it's crazy. Aljamain Sterling versus Peter Young. Like, this is a fight everyone wants to see. Marlon Marais versus Cody Sandhagen. I'm pretty sure that fight's happening. Cody Garbrandt versus Joe's, uh, uh, Davison Figueredo. That's a fight that's going down. We're going to talk about that later. But everybody wants to see that fight. There are a million other fights that they can make. None of them have to involve Henry Cejudo to be good. So that's the problem he's got, I think. The issue is that he's not, like, the UFC will always be fine. There are killers out there that we can get to sign contracts and, and uh, have good fights. Henry Cejudo is not the deal breaker. Um... But I think that it's a win-win for Henry. All of that being said, I still think it's a win-win for Henry. Because Henry's only options are to be the UFC's footstool, fight for less money than he's worth, possibly contract CTE and have to live with it for the rest of his life with no help from the UFC. Or he can hold out try to negotiate for more money and if it doesn't work out at the very least he can just raise his kid or work on his life or do things other than fight people in a cage you can tell that henry's almost sour about the nature of his job what he has to do for it and how much he gets paid the last fight he had where he beat dominic cruz he said you know if if, if these guys want to fight each other and kill each other in here for like no money basically then whatever but I, I I'm gonna raise my kids you can tell he's upset like for what I do I need to be paid more and I get that I really do 
you're taking on a huge risk and you need to be compensated for it at the very least so that you can put your children up, you know what I'm saying, in the event that anything happens to you. Because the truth is, there are going to be some people, you know, unless we've got some miraculous, uh, uh, miraculous improvement. And sorry, my incense is just not burning there. Um, by the way, get incense. It's fucking great. I, I love incense, man. It just relaxes the, the shit out of you. You just feel so good. Life is just great. It's just great. Anyways, the if if anything uh, happens in the future and they figure out how to you know reverse the effects of CTE or something like that, you know that'll be great. But in the event that they don't, we got to recognize that there are going to be a lot of these guys who we love to watch fight who are going to be different. You know what I mean? So they're taking on a huge risk, and I really do believe that we should be paying we should be paying fighters more. Uh, because of the risk that they are taking. But at the same time, I'm not a business major. I don't know what what they're valued, and I don't know how much you can afford to pay them. Because at the end of the day, it's really about what you can afford to pay people. That's why basketball players get paid the amount of money that they do, because they can afford to pay them that much. But it's not the same with the UFC, which is strange to me because it's the fastest growing sport in the world and it's internationally recognized. We literally have UFC events in Abu fucking Dhabi. How we don't have enough money is just beyond me. But anyways, I don't know. That's just odd. You can tell that I get frustrated about that too and I'm not even Henry Cejudo. In any case, if he never fights again, he wins. He wins. He beat Dominic Cruz. He beat, uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, even though Dominic Cruz isn't isn't who he used to be, but he beat Dominic Cruz. He beat uh, Demetrius Johnson when he was the champion. He beat, um, actually, you know what? I don't really count the TJ Dillashaw victory because Dillashaw was depleted. He beat Marlon Marais, who's arguably, like, could have been champion, could be champion. Um, man, he he's done... Man, he's done... <laughs> I'm telling you, he's done enough. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame for sure. If he's not in the Hall of Fame, I'll lose my fucking shit. You cannot have a belt at 125 and 135 and not be in, in, the, uh, in, the, uh, in the Hall of Fame. You got to be. So... He wins either way, and I think that, uh, honestly, Henry, if you don't want to fight anymore, I respect you and everything that you've done, and you take your leave, man, and that's that. But I also understand why you're still talking to people on Twitter, trying to get the hype up, because you need to be paid more, and you're not. Cody is fighting Figueredo, and look, guys, on paper, Cody wins this fight every time. Every time Cody wins this fight. It is a fact. Like, I don't even understand how Figueredo wants this fight. It's a bad idea. Cody has better hands. Figueredo is a striker. It's game over. Like, I'm telling you, factually, Cody is going to knock him out. The problem is this. If Cody Garbrandt is depleted in the same way that TJ Dillashaw was depleted when he fought Henry Cejudo... there is a real chance that he will lose. But that is if 
Cody is stupid enough to not be able to make 125 safely. Now, honestly, it's like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? That part of me wants to say, because I chose Dillashaw when Dillashaw fought Cejudo. I was wrong. Dillashaw was depleted and got knocked out real quick. They say that uh, the weight cutting will affect your chin. For that reason, I am going to make the safe bet here with regard to just history repeating itself. Cody is going to be depleted. He's going to get caught on the chin. He's going to get knocked out and he's going to lose. But that is not what I feel. That is my pick. That is what I'm going to say. I probably will make a video about this. But but it is it is the official pick. What I feel is Cody's going to win. I, I feel he's going to win. I feel he's going to be able to get the weight off safely. And I feel he's going to go in there and outbox the hell out of this kid. And then take a belt. That's what I think is going to happen. But uh, look, man, it happened once. It could happen twice. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I'm not going to bet on the same number two times and expect a different result, right? So that's how I feel about that. Anyways, man, I can't even think that's everything. I think that's everything for this show, for this podcast. Uh, what, what else we got going on just before I let you guys go, just in case? Anything else happening? Yeah, 252s happened in this Saturday. Made a video about that already. You guys can check that out if you'd like. Yeah, so my social media is The Combat Addict. No spaces on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to hear this podcast and you don't want the video, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Podcasts. It's all over the damn place. Check out the podcast. It is called My Mouth Does the Talking. This is an episode of the combat review which is a subsidiary of that podcast my mouth does the talking is the podcast that's what you should be searching up and you will find the combat reviews and the general podcast there if you are new to this channel know that we do a couple different kinds of videos here there's the mma podcast which you have just listened to and then there is the general podcast which happens on saturdays then there are fight predictions which are predictions for upcoming fights, fight profiles, which are profiles for existing and active fighters, and whatever else I want to put up on here. So that's the variety we got. In any case, thank you for listening. If you've made it to this part of the podcast, send me a, send me a message. Send me a comment. Let me know what you think. Maybe I'll talk to you. Combat Addict out.